Hello and welcome to the D1 Softball Podcast. I'm your host, Tara Henry. As always, we are excited to bring you the best of the best in college softball. After the show, head on over to d1softball.com for the latest stories, coaching scoop, international softball news, fall schedules, and more. If you subscribe today, you can use Podcast 20, that's P-O-D-C-A-S-T 20 for 20% off an annual subscription. We are excited for today's new episode that features Michigan State head coach, Sharonda McDonald-Kelly. And now I'm joined by my co-host of the week, Rhiannon Podkey. Re, how are you doing? I'm doing good. It's a little colder here in uh, in the east, and so I'm getting used to that. But um, it's not a bad thing because all the seasons emerging. So we got some college football, college basketball, doing a lot of softball football reports. So got plenty to keep me inside bundled up. Uh, how are you doing? I'm good. I'm actually recording this in lewis which is just outside of london uh in england uh, i'm in the uk at the moment so a little bit different scene for me and when you say cold it's cold and rainy here uh but really love this country and then having a great time uh while i'm here before heading over to the gambia but enough about that let's get into what we've got this week on the site we're starting with Duke, our fall reports on, on Duke and the Blue Devils. Marissa Young bringing in uh, a young staff, if, if you would say, in the in her two hirings uh, this offseason. Re, fantastic fall report on the Blue Devils. What do you got on Duke softball heading into 2023? Yeah, just uh, that's part of it, just the new staff additions. Um, a lot of young female coaches that Marissa Young has added to the staff. When you're successful, you usually have uh, some staff turnover because people want your coaches, which Duke has been lately. So uh, one of the, obviously the key hires, Sydney Romero, a former OU star of the Romero sisters. Um, and she'd been a breath of fresh air of that program. And so there's just a lot in that fall report that you can learn more about some of the other coaches as well and uh, how they're going to plan to, you know, replace Peyton St. George in the circle. Um, and Mercy Young's always great to speak with, just such a great culture builder there and always learn a lot from her. So I think everyone's going to love it. All right, that, that's the Blue Devils, and I got to actually watch them in Supers last year. I got to watch Jayla Wright throw. She's going to be the anchor in the circle for them, so we'll, we'll see how she steps up and into those shoes, like you said, Re, uh, replacing Peyton St. George, uh, who was a part of that first recruiting class there. So that's Duke. Then we'll head to South Dakota State. Graham Hayes with the report uh, on the Jackrabbits. You know, first-year head coach Christina McSweeney uh, she inherited an incredible pitching staff uh, in Tori Kanishi and Grace Glanzer. Uh, obviously, the Jackrabbits made it to the Orlando Regional last season. Took Michigan pretty deep off of two games in the pitcher's duel. So excited to see what she does there uh, at South Dakota State because they're always one to watch. I feel like we're always we've always got an eye on South Dakota State. And uh, they could potentially be the next James Madison to make a run. Re, any thoughts on uh, South Dakota State? No, like you said, just a program we always have our eye on. I tell you, man, the Dakotas and their, you know, their women's sports, no matter what sport, it's always, you know, even their men's sports, they're always kind of those mid-major powers that have really had a lot of success. So it's not surprising, and especially when you consider some of the weather factors that they have to 
you know, quote unquote, overcome to get to that point. But I'm excited to see how they do. Graham did a great job. I learned a whole bunch about, you know, that team and kind of what uh, the new, you know, the new staffs can bring. So, um, yeah, I just, it's just one to keep an eye on as always. All right. So that's the Jackrabbits South Dakota State. Then we'll head to Minnesota Piper Ritter uh, in the Big Ten there. You know, they, they lost a few, not only to graduation, but to the transfer portal. But it sounds like she's got a few newcomers that are going to make some impact. You got six freshmen that will incoming true freshmen and four transfers. Uh, two of those are a pair transfers are a pair of arms and uh, JC Hambrick and Bree Enter. Hambrick uh, is from Grand Canyon GCU, uh, making that NCAA tournament last year. Uh, she's a junior right-hander and uh, should should help out there in the circle to Autumn Pease, which we know Autumn Pease and Emily Levitt were the, the two that threw a lot of innings last season. So uh, we'll see how the Gophers do. And they return Natalie Den Hartug, and any team that has Natalie Den Hartug on it uh, is one to, to keep an eye on. But Piper Ritter there. Ree, what, what are your thoughts on Minnesota and their shot at the Big Ten this year? So I'm interested to see once they get in the We'll see how the, the newcomers contribute. But like I said, having two anchors like that offensively, defensively, and in the circle, that's always a really, really a, a blessing for a coaching staff to have those those two back to kind of be experienced veterans there. Well, so that's it for our fall reports thus far uh, on the site. Just stay tuned. We've got a few more rolling out uh, that will be up later uh, in the week, in the weekend. And we'll get into our interview of the week with one of my, I mean, I played at the same time as Sharonda, Sharonda McDonald. Kelly, the new head coach at Michigan State, she's done head stops at Campbell. And to be honest, the, the resume that she has is quite impressive and just really excited for our listeners to hear from her and her experience. Uh, here's Saranda McDonald, Kelly. Hello, Tara Henry here with D1 Softball, back on the D1 Softball podcast. And so excited to be joined by our guest this week, Sharonda McDonald Kelly. Uh, Sharonda, welcome to the D1 Softball Podcast. Thank you. So glad to be here. So a little bit uh, on Sharonda because I know about her. Well, I know about her because I know Sharonda, but also played uh, at the same time as she did, and an absolute stud at Texas A&M. 153 stolen bases. Uh, still the most in program history, uh, 60 runs. And one of my favorites is 73 consecutive stolen bases without being caught, which I think is, is well, I know is pretty darn hard. Uh, also played professionally for the force, the racers, the pride, uh, played a little bit in Italy. We'll talk about that because I love international softball and has been to the Women's College World Series uh, as a player and as a coach. We'll get into that. But uh, Sharonda, thank you so much for joining us this week. I just... I want to start out with you. I want to know how you actually got into softball. I want to go way back to the beginning. Uh, when did you start playing softball and when were you introduced to the game? Yeah, you're taking it way back. Well, when I was seven years old, I brought a flyer home from school and told my mom I wanted to play and she put me in it. And that was the beginning. I, we didn't have really any ties to family-wise to softball or baseball. I said I wanted to play. My mom was very, um, she thought us being active was really important. So she was down with it and put, it, put me in it. And then my older sister was in the next year. And then my younger sister was old enough, she was in it. And then we were a softball family. So that's how, we, that's how we got going. And when did you realize that you 
wanted to play in college? What what, what did that process kind of look like for you? Because it was a little bit different back then, I think, but it's maybe actually kind of changed to go back to that route. But what did that look like? When did you realize like, hey, this is something I could do, like I could actually play softball in college? Um, I, I guess probably maybe my sophomore or junior year. Um, and then my junior year, I was still trying to decide if I wanted to play softball or run track because I was getting recruited on both. And I really, I remember not having the hardest time deciding um, and then realizing that I did not want to do any more track workouts past <laughs> high school. <laughs> so then the decision probably came pretty easy that um, softball was, was my true love. And so probably my junior year decided that um, softball was probably the direction I was going to go and was like, really sure my senior year and so you played at texas a&m from 2004-2007 advanced to the women's college world series beating florida in the supers in 2007 what was that experience like for you stepping on the field in oklahoma city uh wearing that uniform and and also being you know coached by uh one of uh the greatest coaches uh as well um what was that like for you it was unbelievable. And there's, if you know anything about Aggies, we have a lot of pride in who we are and what we feel like we get to stand for every day. Um, so to be able to wear that uniform and really make a university and a community proud um, by making it back to the World Series, I think it had been 20 years since we'd been there. Um, so it was super cool to be able to do that. And um, I tell people all the time, there's nothing like being in Oklahoma City. You can't describe it you can't you just have to experience it for yourself to really understand um so it's just it's unbelievable experience and I know today it's even better and cooler but there's really nothing like it there's nothing like making it there um especially as a senior it was so cool uh so yeah it was it was unbelievable experience and what was it like to play for Joe Evans She's the best. I, I still consider her a mentor and um, I, I contribute a lot of who I am to her. And I take this to heart and understand now that during that time in my life, I was really growing up and she was a person that you almost couldn't have anyone better to mentor you and to teach you and to guide you than Joe Evans during a, such a crucial moment in your life. And I now as a coach get to do the same thing. And I, I, I don't forget that. I don't take it lightly. And I feel like it's my life mission uh, to grow up these young women during this time. And I think it's all because of her that I have, um, you know, a lot of things that she taught me, I, I bring with me, you know? So yeah, she's, she's the best. And I still all the time and going to her for advice and all kinds of things. So love me some Joe Evans. I know I got goosebumps when you talk about a uh, coach. I, I th- it's it's so amazing, and to hear you as Aggies speak about her, I know numerous Aggies and know how they feel about coach. So um, I'm honestly just super happy that she's now on the West Coast, and I probably could drive up to see her at Santa Barbara. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I want to kind of get into that. So you obviously you played uh, for professionally uh, for a while, but. You went to Italy in 2009 and played for Fiorini. Uh, what was that experience like playing international softball and, and living in Italy? It was super cool. I, I was kind of on the edge of if I was going to continue to play in the pro league at home. And then I got a message, you know, with the opportunity to go play in Italy. And I have never, my first time to fly was when I was in college. So I never left the country, like didn't even like consider it. So 
it was a cool adventure that I thought it was something like, why not? You know, it's a time in my life when I can do it. It's funny, I was just talking to my mom because I was in Houston recruiting a couple of weeks ago and we were kind of talking about all the experiences and uh, she was like, oh, I was terrified. I was like, you were? Like, you didn't tell me. <laughs> like, I just went on and did my thing. And, um, but yeah, it was such a cool experience. And uh, Fort Lee was a cool city and the president of the, the club that I played for is awesome. I still stay in contact with them. He'll still ask me about players here, whatever it is. And I help them out as best as I can, but it was, it was a really great experience. So you played um, professionally for the force, the racers, the pride, and then get into coaching. You, you had a stint, a little a stint at Texas Southern in 2009, but Texas Tech, LSU volunteer assistant coach, Ohio State, Florida, kind of, can you touch on what you took away from each one of those kind of head coaches that you were, um, you were able to learn from and kind of those experience for, experiences from you and how they kind of shaped uh, who you are as a coach today? Yeah, totally. I um you know, along the way, I think all of those stops have, again, you know, like how Joe, Joe Evans contributed to who I am. I feel like those stops also contributed to who I am as a coach. And, and I got the, the opportunity to really learn and experience some amazing, amazing coaches, some of the best in our game. You know, my first stop at Texas Southern was my first moment outside of a player to, you know, step into the coaching. And it was not what I was expecting. <laughs> You know, especially as an extreme competitor, you just, you almost expect everyone else to be the same. And, you know, the team I got to play on in college was, I was surrounded by the same kind of competitors. And it's different when you're trying to will someone else to do it and to have that kind of confidence and, you know, things like that. So it was a great first experience for me. Uh, Coach Tony, he was, he was awesome and um, allowed me to come on and be a part of the staff without asking any questions, just um, got me my start, you know, so I'll always be grateful to him. And then moving on to Ohio University, uh, Jody Hermanic still, who is one of my best friends today, and she's now at Pitt, um, you know, different, uh, just a different experience. My first time experiencing some winter, and I didn't know. So this is when I thought that winter happened only in December. Like, I 100% did not know that it extended <laughs> Because when you grow up in the South, you watch TV and once Christmas is over, you stop showing like winter things. You like move on to Valentine's Day. So I had no idea. But um, Herm was awesome too. She just, I think she showed me a a level of compassion and, um, you know, kindness that was so different and and still why she's one of my best friends just because she's an unbelievable human. And again, as a young coach, uh, she allowed me to be who I was and learn as I went and um, just her level of, you know, I think just compassion, just, you know, uh, again, allowed me to flourish and allowed me to continue to grow as a coach um, and then move on to LSU and Beth Serena. I don't know if there's anyone better out there. She's just, she's, she's awesome. Again, still one of my best friends and um, just being able to coach on a, on the SEC level and, um, I think that was a huge turning point for my career because uh, it was almost like an announcement of who I was as a coach, weirdly, like, you know, super weird way to say it, but it was true. It, it just opened up so many opportunities for me to, um, because she let me go there and have free reign with the slappers and really, you know, help develop those guys. And it was so fun to have an athlete that I'm like, Hey, let's try this. And they just do it. <laughs> or they were able to make those adjustments really quickly. And, 
um, get to know them as humans and young women. Like it was kind of like my first taste of, of being able to really take over something and then see it grow the way that it did. It was, it was awesome. And, um, and then got the opportunity to go with Adrian to Texas Tech and we played together at AM. and, you know, with her, she, um, I knew her well and also amazing human. So, you know, again, she was like, just do your thing. I was like, okay. And then it's me just growing as a coach again, um, shortstop, but then got to move on to Florida with, with Tim and Tim to me is, is the best game manager I've ever, you know, worked for and worked with. And I learned so much just about how to manage an out, how to manage uh, you know, small things that just took my coaching mind to a whole new level because he's just is so very aware and like so good at just managing the game. And it's a talent that not everyone has. And I got a peak of it. I got to understand it and really expand my mind on how you can, you know, maximize not just like what, because we all know softball for the most part as a coach but how to maximize it as you manage a game, which is super cool. Um, and then at Ohio State, again, a little more touch of the winter situation, you know, like <laughs> getting more getting more winters under my belt. But again, just a, a, another stop that was um, coming off of a Florida stop to a, to a Big Ten conference that was on its way up and just really cool. Now I know even more what the Big Ten is about, but it's just a really cool experience it's to have, you know, the Big Ten, there's nothing like it. And there's nothing like the, histor- the history of each university that's within it. So that was also a moment to just see a different side of softball, indoor practices, you know, <laughs> learning skills in a different way. And, and when I finally made my stop at Campbell, I, you know, as a head coach, I felt prepared, you know, I've, you know, not everyone gets to have all the experiences I did, but it was, it was awesome. Yeah. So I, I, that was going to be my next question. So you go through all these stops as an assistant, and then you head into Campbell, spend four seasons at Campbell, uh, back-to-back Big South titles, uh, and also back-to-back tournament MVPs. So uh, Campbell, talk to me a little bit about what that was like for you to learn how, you know, because being an assistant to being a head is very different. Uh, what was that learning process like for you and, and, and what was your experience like at Campbell? Yeah, it was, it was an awesome first experience for me as a head coach. And I think though, the biggest thing I took with me that really helped me along the way is something that I learned at Florida. When uh, Tim at first called me about the position there, I was not expecting it. You know, they had just come off of back-to-back titles. Um, There's no better program in the country at that moment you know, um, there's no hotter country. There's no, no program, sorry, no hotter program. There's no program that anyone's watching more, you know, it's Florida. And so when he called me and asked me about the position, I was like stunned, (laughs) you know, and then all of a sudden I'm um, nervous because the program that's at the top of the, the everything, like what could I possibly add to it? And I think I got there in there was moments where I felt like an imposter because I was trying to feel, I was trying to almost put off that I knew everything. Mm-hmm. And that's when I learned that you don't have to know everything. Like you don't have to at all. And that's what kind of life is about. And it's okay if you don't know everything and you don't have to pretend to know everything. And I was most nervous about becoming a head coach because there's, there's, you almost never feel ready. Um, but then I had that reminder of what I learned along the way is that I don't have to know everything I have gonna, I was able to 
hire an awesome staff that I can rely on. And as long as I'm continuing to learn, then I'm doing, I'm doing okay. Um, so for, to, for Campbell to be my first stop in um, an AD that hired me and then the AD that took over that really had so much, um, they put so much trust in me and, and had so much confidence in me that again, just grows you as a person and, and you know, as a coach too, and um, amazing resources, especially for a program at the mid-major level, and just so much support that allowed us just to grow and just do our thing, and thank God every day that we got, you know, got to experience and get the wins that we had, and, um, but yeah, it was awesome. So you talked a little bit about winters. Now you're at Michigan State, where we know that the weather, the weather is, is an issue. Like, I'm a SoCal girl. When Talk to Jackie Joseph. We'll talk, get into that. And obviously the former Mich uh, Michigan State head coach. And uh, when I talked to Kate Drowen at Northwestern, she's like, Tara girl, it's cold here. Like <laughs> if you want to come visit, you got to be prepared. So now at Michigan State, you've had a, a, a few months under your belt there. Kind of what's your first impression being at Michigan State? And, and is it kind of what you thought it was going to be? It is unbelievable. It is, it's not, it is what I thought it was going to be, and then it's not. And I just, I wasn't expecting to, obviously, I took this job with the idea that it was right for me and for my family, but I wasn't expecting to fall in love so quickly. Like, it's just, it's such a cool place. The campus is beautiful. The people are awesome, just in the state, but then the people within the department are unbelievable. Um, again, the support and the love that you know, my family and myself and our staff have felt in the few months we've been here, it's been awesome. The players are talented and they're hungry. There's so many positive, awesome things here that just like, you can't help it. And there's still, I think it was yesterday, I was talking to my husband. I was like, I still walk on campus and I see the Spartan head and it just like gives me chills. Like I just like get so excited and I feel so like honored to have the opportunity to sit in this chair, the chair that Jackie Joseph, same one she sat in for 29 years. Like, it's just the coolest thing to me. Um, so I just, like, I'm just feeling super blessed and the weather hasn't happened. Like today's the, today, yesterday was the first cold day. So, <laughs> so it has, it's been beautiful, but um, I, yeah, it's, you know, the weather is what it is and, and we all know what it is. And I, I think it, it can be a disadvantage if you let it, if, you know, otherwise you just get after it and just do what you do and you still get to do this amazing thing every day, but it's, it's, I love it so much here. And so you, you're, you're in the middle of fall ball towards the end, probably mm -hmm. uh, at this point, what have you seen from your squad? You know, you, obviously as the new head coach, you're kind of trying to feel each other, you know, players, coaches, feeling each other out, kind of getting to know one another. Um, how could, how would you describe your team, uh, uh, heading into uh, the end of fall and the 2023 season coming up. Yeah, so I've been so proud of them because, you know, we've asked them to do the hardest thing there is to do as a human, which is trust somebody that you don't know. You know, trust that whatever we are asking you to do, um, you know, as a part of this process of who we're trying to become is going to work. You know, and even if it's all the right things, it still might not work, but I really think it's going to work. So, so trust me. And so I'm super proud of them for being willing to just kind of blindly attach themselves to us to get going, to get this program going in the right direction. And I, I'm grateful to what Jackie has, has done because she left this program in a place where, like I said, there's a ton of talent 
um, the foundation was really good. Um, the they're great humans, and even when we my first day here, uh, you know, on the job, and I'm here to see the freshmen meet them for the first time at move in and I get there and half our team's there like helping them move in you know so like that's not on accident there's some cultural pieces and some really good things that were already here that I'm grateful for Jackie to kind of paving the way for us Um, but now what I'm kind of learning about our team is that we just have to learn how to the mentality piece and how to compete on a different level and it's not that we can't do it it's figuring out how to um let some of the things go that have held us back in the past so that we can get going. But yeah, it's been, um, so I guess what I've learned about them is they're, they're super willing. They're very excited. They're definitely talented. Um, it's just now it's doing the hard part of putting it all together and, um, getting them to believe in themselves, you know? Yeah. I, I love that. And you've also got a pretty you know, good staff around you to help out with that. Uh, and Nadia Taylor and Danielle Stegger to talk a little bit about, um, those two uh, and kind of what they bring to the table uh, in terms of uh, their coaching acumen like what what is what do they look like at practice like what are their personalities like and, and what are you getting out of those two I tell you we laugh every day like every day we're just laughing because they're just like they're so awesome and our personalities just go so good together and Danielle, she came with me from Campbell and I begged and pleaded with her to come on. <laughs> she, had an, she had an opportunity to stay at Campbell and become the head coach, um, you know, but I told her, I was like, I, it, it was hard because she is my friend. So it was like a moment of me wanting to convince her that to come with me, <laughs> um, but I knew I couldn't do that. I just put all the goodness out in front of her and let her make a decision. And, and thank goodness she made the decision to come to come with us here. Uh, But I tell you, man, she is, I think she's one of the best pitching coaches in the country. And um, people just didn't, didn't know her because she was not at, you know, whatever school, but now she is. And so um, I think it's super exciting what she can do and how she connects with our athletes. And, you know, the best thing we did at Gamble was pitch. And so I know if she can bring that with her, which she has already, then, you know, our staff is going to be great. Um, but she's just a great human and we literally like the we it's funny because we'll wear the same stuff all the time like you know we get issued a lot of the same stuff but we'll wear it on the same day and then we'll say the same thing at the same time I was like we're just too in sync so (laughs) (laughs) so she's she's great to have you know you to bring that with you is a level of comfort that like you can't buy you know um, and then Nadia is just, she's unbelievable. She's so good. She's so good um, with what she does with our hitters. And then she has personality for days. So we literally just like laugh all the time. Like, we're just like, I, I call her like, you're like a little sister, like get out of here. Like she's like always trying to pick and she'll, we can pick back on it. She'll take it. So it's, it's a good time around here. And obviously she played with Athletes Unlimited. What, how has that impacted your players? You know, I, I think that's a really, um, you know, obviously you played pro ball as well. And so it's almost like when somebody walks a walk, talks a talk and has done it before, um, kind of what is that, what have you seen from your players and in, in that big influence on, on both of you being pro professional players? Yeah, I think she just had some automatic, like, you know, respect in a way. Um, you know, you still got to love them up and, and be kind and, and do all the things that, you know, we're supposed to do as coaches, but just that um, coming in, having that resume 
for her was some automatic, like, you know, instant connection because she was literally just doing it. And when you can explain to someone, you know, what you see and then also give it to them in a way that you can understand, like, you know what they're feeling, that's, that's like next level. Um, and some of our players even had a chance to go see her play at the end of the, the AU season. So that was pretty cool. And yeah, it's, it's, she just, she knows their language. She knows how to speak it. Um, she, it's unbelievable how she connects with those guys and then she can get out there and do it. Like I'll have her, um, cause it's a hit reps to the outfield and I'll throw a toss to her and she'll literally hit it and she'll hit each field that she wants to, and she'll hit it out. I'm like, come on, Nod, like keep it in the yard. And she, we kind of laugh about it because she like accidentally hits it out. Like she's just so good. And, you know, what do it. So I'll get up and and do it for, do it with them. But yeah, it's it's really cool to have that connection and kind of still know what it feels like. Yeah, and so, I, I kind of want to switch gears and, and talk a little bit about being a mom as well. So you're, you know, you and your husband uh, have a little one and you've learned how to, to coach and be a mom at the same time. And I think that's a balance that, you know, a lot of head coaches um, are dealing with. So you, your daughter, Kyler, uh, how, what's that like being a mom and a coach? It's like, she around the field all the time. What's that like? Yeah, she is so awesome. Like, she's so fun. And she just turned to a couple weeks ago, so October 22nd. And she's like, she's very, she has a very good job with link, like with her words. She's a very good communicator, like especially at two. And she'll like come, she'll come around the, to the field and, and, you know, be around our girls and she'll help people, help hear people call me show. And she'll be like, show? I was like, no, like it's, it's mama or mommy. And she'd be like, mama show. Like, she's so funny. <laughs> she knows exactly what she's doing. Yesterday, she's, um, uh, she grabs her tea and her bat and she gets up, she has a lefty. I haven't, I've taught her nothing, but she just watches it and she takes it all in. And so she gets up on her tee and she swings and she hits and then she runs in a circle, like, and, you know, back to the plate. And then she like jumps up and down with her hands up. Like, she, I was like, who taught you that? So I'm like asking her like, Nanny, I'm like, did you teach her that? And she's like, no, I was like, she just as watches and she takes it all in. So she's so fun, but it's been, um, it's been a lot. It's cause I had her you know, in October, like I said, and then I had a few, like a month and a half with her. And, um, and then it was like back on the road again to start season. Um, so it was, um, I was very tired, like very, <laughs> I had moments where I was like, am I ever going to like not be tired? And then <laughs> I'm like in my office, falling asleep on the couch and like, someone's like, it's time for album. Like, oh, coming, I'm coming. <laughs> you know, but you, you definitely figure out your balance and you know, my husband, Mike, he's awesome. He's such a great support. And um, he, uh, he's just, is, he's so great. And without him, you know, obviously I would do it, but it would be very different and a lot, lot harder, but it's, um, if you get the right support around you, it's, it, it works. And uh, my assistant, Danielle, she has a, I think he's um, 15 months now. Um, so, you know, they get to play together and grow up together and I'm super supportive of her. We get it and have each other to kind of bounce stuff off of them. We're frustrated or too tired or whatever it is, but it can be done. It definitely can. And, um, you know, I've had some great examples, you know, Beth Trina and Patty Gasso that have, have done it 
And, you know, there's several moms out there coaching now that are, you know, killing it. And so it can be done for sure. I love that. And I know you've got to run because I know you've got, you've got some hitters to take care of and maybe some outfield pretty quick, but just want to close with this. What, what is your um, coaching philosophy? So let's say, you know, your team, when you sit them down, like, do, do you have um, a team kind of bonding or do you have like something that you do every year to bring the team together? Uh, what does that look like for you? And how do you set that up heading into a new season? Yeah. So I like to do themes. It's like one of my favorite things and it's like in depth too. So um, this year, our theme is unleash because it's the idea of, you know, where the program that is at right, you know, previously, like we weren't going to be satisfied with that. You know, if you go out in our field and you look at the wall and it says 2004 was the last year this program's been in the postseason. And, you know, I said to one of our freshmen, like, hey, what year were you born in? She's like, 2004. I was like, yeah, look at that wall over there. <laughs> like, not good enough, right? Um, and so it's the idea of letting go all the things that have held us back, you know, to push the program forward. And I love to use things because it really helps to, in a fun way, helps to define and kind of, you know, get, get a really good grasp on what the identity of that team is because each year it's so different even if you have similar players, it still just can't stay the same. Um, so that's one of my favorite things to do is, is to have that theme. Um, but yeah, this team is, has been, like I said, so receptive and um, they've been so fun. And, but, you know, I think when I first got here, you know, I told them that I'm going to love you to death. We're going to work hard, but you know, I'm going to love you um, at the end of the day. And you'll never hear me get after you unless you don't play hard. Like that's my requirement. It's like you, mistakes are gonna happen. If you make a mistake and you're like tentative and scared, you're gonna hear from me. If you're getting after it and you made a mistake, like, so what? It's part of, it's part of the game, it's, it's how it happens sometimes. Um, so I think if you, hopefully, if you watch one of you know our games and I guess see a team coached by me and my staff, yeah, you know, you're gonna know we, we play hard. And we finish every play. And it was a little bit of a, an adjustment, you know, in practice to have that mentality to finish every play because we a ball, we drop a ball and it kind of dribbles by us. We kind of let it go and get ready for the next one. I'm like, oh, no, no, no. Like we're finishing the play like always. So, um, you know, even if we I told them, I was like, even if somebody's going to take us down, they're going to have to work really, really, really hard to take us down. They're going to feel like they were just going to fight. And so that's the kind of team that we're going to be. I love that. Well. Coach Sharonda McDonald, Coach Show, Coach Show, Coach yeah. Show, yeah. <laughs> Coach Mama Show. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, thank you so so much uh, for joining uh, us on the D1 Softball Podcast. Best of luck this season. Uh, can't wait to to see what you do uh, uh, back in the Big Ten uh, at Michigan State. So thanks so much for joining us, and hopefully we can have you back on uh, once season starts. Yeah, I appreciate it. anytime. Thanks so much for having me. Coach Show, that's it for the D1 Softball Podcast. I want to thank our guest, head coach of Michigan State, Sharonda McDonald Kelly, for joining us this week on the D1 Softball Podcast. Head on over to the site, d1softball.com. Let us know what you think. Send us an email if you have any questions, info at d1softball.com, and we'll see you all next time.